This episode of Cut the Crap Podcast is brought to you by Modern Earth Web Design. The way you interact with your customers has changed. Traditional forms of marketing, they're not as effective as they once were. Are you doing enough to keep pace with your competition? The folks at Modern Earth Web Design are experts at online marketing and can help you lead the way in your industry with active blog and social media management, ongoing search engine optimization, and targeted pay-per-click campaigns on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and more. Visit modernearth.net to set up a no-obligation consultation to see what online marketing can do for your website and your business's growth. That's modernearth.net, solutions for an online world. Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I'm really excited today. Got ourselves a really good guest, Michaela Alexis. Michaela, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Give us a little bit of background. So people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, the short version of that is I'm the marketing manager at a company called Grade A, which is an IT support company in um, Ottawa, Canada. And then I kind of have what I like to call my double life. So... Um, I write on LinkedIn uh, on a weekly basis now, and it's something that kind of um, started um, back in uh, March and kind of grew dramatically overnight. So, um, yeah, now I'm at the point where I'm doing it weekly and I get to connect with people all the time. So that's kind of what I do in my spare time. Um, And then I get to be on, you know, like podcasts and uh, do speaking engagements and all that fun stuff. Good stuff. So you got to tell me this. So you said overnight. I'm one of those guys yeah. who goes out there and I preach the the idea that stuff doesn't happen overnight. But you ended up getting <laughs> some success overnight. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, it wasn't technically overnight. It was more throughout the day. But um, yeah, I mean, I had, um, you know, I was back in March, I was kind of at a point in my life where I was feeling really low. I had just been laid off um, from the job that I was working at you know, overweight, in debt, um, unemployed, and having a really, really tough time. And um, the one thing that was kind of constant throughout that whole period was that I did like going on LinkedIn and connecting with people on the community. And um, it's a great platform to be able to reach out to, you know, influencers in your uh, industry and authors and things like that. So I actually reached out to um, one of my marketing idols, who's Scott Stratton. And uh, it was the day after I'd been laid off. And I'm not sure what kind of prompted me to reach out to him, but I did. And um, told him, you know, what had happened at my last uh, workplace. And what he told me at that point was something that I'll never forget. And he said, "Um, I'm sorry that that happened to you, Michaela. But on the other hand, I'm not. uh, Because you now have this great opportunity to find um, a business that really deserves you. And it was one of those things that, you know, he's buttering me up a little bit, but it was something that I really needed to hear at that point because it really shifted my perspective to one of feeling like I had failed to one where I felt like there was a great opportunity for me to kind of catapult my career. You're damn right. That's awesome. It's it's such a winning perspective that you need to shift. It's at that point in time, it's so easy to come out and say, you know, I got to find the lesson in this, but it's, 
it's right. sometimes you need those people in your life to really show you that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And like Scott said, Scott's a great guy, very motivational, a very bright guy. And so it was really timely for him to give you that piece of advice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what, what did you do after he gave you that advice? What was the first thing that you did? Well, so the next question he asked me was, um, have you read my book? And um, I honestly answered him, no, I haven't read your book yet. I had only been listening to his podcast at the time. And so he says, no problem. Send me your mailing address and I'll send you my book. And I was ecstatic. I didn't expect to get an answer from him at all. And, you know, hearing these kind words from a stranger is uh, really helpful as it is. So um, given my mailing address, didn't think anything of it. Two days later, a huge box shows up at my door and it is filled to the brim with not only his books, but also um, all sorts of books by different authors, um, all about content marketing. And that was the type of thing. I, I actually posted it on LinkedIn. And uh, it was the, the, the type of action that really brought me to tears because it, it was a stranger that did that. And I mean, the other side of that, too, is that I read all these books and it ended up changing uh, my entire life and kind of taking me from, you know, being a regular user on LinkedIn to being, you know, in the top 1%. Very cool. Books do have yeah. the power to do that. And so that book specifically is called Unmarketing, Stop Marketing, Start Engaging. The mm-hmm. book by itself, I, I love the book. I read it so many years ago. And uh, for anybody yeah. that hasn't read it yet, definitely pick it up. It's a great read. So tell us a little bit about some of the takeaways you took from that. Because you said, you know, it, this book affected you in so many ways. So I want to hear, our listeners sure. want to hear about the ways yeah. that it really impacted your life. So break, break into it for us. Sure. Well, I mean, this is probably the most immediate kind of change that uh, a book could give you. But um, after I read the book, um, it's kind of a blur. But uh, I ended up landing this amazing job at um, the company that I'm at now in two weeks, which has, I assure you has never happened to (laughs) me before. I actually turned down four job offers in the process. Um, I had my first viral hit uh, article on LinkedIn. I mean, it was shared uh, almost a thousand times and read and liked by over um, 120,000 people. So tell us what that um, article was, by the way, for those of people uh, who haven't the, seen it. Yeah. So the article was about how I landed my dream job in two weeks on LinkedIn. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I've had, you know, several hit articles since then, um, been booked for speaking engagements with universities all over North America. I've climbed to over 22,000 followers. I'm in the top 1% most viewed profiles in the platform. And really, at the end of the day, I'm just a normal marketer from Ottawa. So it's, it's still a little bit surreal that all this happened. But it was really um, taking the pieces of information and the uh, advice that Scott gives in on marketing that really helped kind of pivot me towards success. Fantastic. So what specifically, I mean, the people out there who are listening, they they want to say, listen, I put my time and effort into LinkedIn, but I want to be smarter with it. So, you know, give (laughs) us some, some takeaways that we might be able to use. Sure. So, I mean, there's lots of really great golden nuggets in our marketing, but I'm going to focus on, um, the three kind of takeaways that I've used and I've put into practice and are part of my regular routine. So the three are the three steps to successfully building your platform. Mm -hmm. There is something called the experience gap and then the three P's of idea creation. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, so Scott's uh, message throughout the book is basically if you believe business is built on relationships, make building them your business. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a key turning point for me as a job seeker because um, at the time that I was reading this book, I was also meeting with recruiters to chat about 
um, possible opportunities for interviews. So I was encouraged for the, um, by them to keep working on my resume and interview as much as possible, you know, kind of go the traditional route and just put yourself out there as much as possible and eventually somebody will, will take you. And um, so that's normally what I would have done is just rebound with a new job as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. And um, that was tempting because I have bills to pay and I like to be working. <laughs> um, but I just, I just stopped. I stopped right there. And um, I just kept thinking back to that statement. If you believe business is built on relationships, make building them your business. So I really did turn my entire attention to um, building relationships on LinkedIn. And I was spending hours upon hours Mm -hmm. sending messages back and forth, adding new connections. And I was writing at the time on almost a a daily basis. And um, it went against everything that I was used to uh, about finding work, but just felt right mm-hmm. when I was doing it. Sorry to, to interject there. It's sure. interesting. Just the point there that I really want to clarify for people and at the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, where you said, you know, sort of an overnight success kind of thing. There's the secret yeah. right there. There was no overnight yeah. success. You put in the time, <laughs> you put in the effort, you spent hours upon hours creating articles, connecting with people, building relationships. Yeah. So just a little caveat there, just to clear something up for anybody who's listening and they say, oh, well, she's an overnight success. It's an outlier. <laughs> I mean, I'll never get that anyways. Hold on a second. You put in the time and that's why you got the result. And that's why you have the level of engagement yeah. that you do on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and trust me, it drove the recruiters that I was working with crazy because <laughs> Um, nobody spends their days writing on LinkedIn and they just don't think that it's fruitful enough. But mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing what Scott, um, the first step of the um, three steps to successfully building your platform is building uh, traction. Mm. And uh, that's basically when you just jump in and you start engaging. And uh, I think consistency is crucial d- during like the entire phase of building your platform, but it's especially crucial during this phase. I mean, I was responding to every single person that reached out to me. Um, so that's basically the point where you need to start learning from others, watching what other people are doing and um, where they're gaining momentum, um, offering any helpful content that you can find, and changing up your content as well. So at the, the very beginning, um, I was writing mostly about social media marketing, and my audience really helped kind of steer me in the, the direction that I'm in now because... Um, what they wanted were those um, emotional stories that mm-hmm. had the lessons involved with them. So they wanted to know what I was going through as a job seeker. And so I really had to learn to put myself out there. But I was feared during that point because I would look at it, see the engagement, look at the comments, and then try and figure out what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Very nice. You know, it's one of those things yeah. that I think you do really well, um, only because I follow you and I see your posts it's something called authenticity. And I think a lot of people forget yeah. about that. You know, everyone wants to be polished. Yeah. Everyone wants to sound good. Everyone wants to put their mm-hmm. best foot forward. But you know what? What's wrong with coming forward and saying that you're a little bit nervous? What's wrong with saying that yeah. you failed? What's wrong with saying, you know, that yeah. you're having a tough time or you don't know something? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, when I hear mm-hmm. things like that, it just stands out to me. And it just, uh, I, I get attracted to that on an emotional level. And right. I say, wow, they're really putting something out there. And I think the same is true for you. I mean, today, before uh, yeah. before we're recording this, you put it out there and you said, you know, I'm scared of falling flat on my face. I'm worried, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it anyways. If if people go ahead mm-hmm. and they go see the comments from that, then they'll see that people said, you know what? Your your honesty is refreshing. And those are the kind of comments mm-hmm. you're getting. So stop trying to be yeah. so polished, you guys. I mean, don't, don't be so, <laughs> so full of yourselves. We all know that we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have emotions. Maybe you just need to get your content a little bit more emotional, feel free right. to be a little bit more authentic. I mean, what do you think? What would you say to that? 
I think that it's really like that's probably the scariest part for a lot of people. I mean, I think a lot of people know that they need to put themselves out there to um, start creating more engaging content, but it's really terrifying. I mean, for myself, even I um, post weekly, um, partially because I have a full time job, but also partially because it's terrifying to talk about being laid off or mm-hmm. uh, mental illness or um, comments that were sent to me. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, thing to do. So, but the, I mean, the rewards are that you, you're able to connect with people that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. And again, people, it's almost like a magnet. People are, um, are really attracted to people that kind of put themselves out there and are vulnerable Mm -hmm. about the things that they're going on in their lives. Does it get easier? Because you said it's hard, but you've been doing it for so long. (laughs) It's got to get easier, right? Um, you know, it really doesn't, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wish it could, but I mean, I'm living it. So I never have a content issue because I write about what's going on in my life right now and the lessons that I'm learning as I'm dealing with it and as I'm learning it. So, um, you know, the stuff that I'm putting out there, um, is generally stuff that's happening to me as it happens. I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was writing about how to deal with negative people. And um, the entire article ended up being based on the thread that came from me announcing that I was going to be writing about it. Hmm. Um, so I was dealing with it as I'm thinking about writing it, <laughs> which is really interesting. But it's also um, it's a great way to, to grow and to learn, hmm. too, really quickly and kind of put it into overdrive. Very cool. I love that, Michaela. Yeah. That's really, really insightful. So for anyone yeah. listening out there who, you know, they're getting into LinkedIn, they, they've had a profile forever, you know, they... Sure. Followed, followed a whole whack load of people. They have 500 plus people. They probably don't know yeah. 90% of them. What would you, what would you, <laughs> what would you recommend to them based off the book? I mean, you know, I think that we got a yeah. few things here. You know, you want to be authentic. Um, you know, you want to put relationships first. You want to respond to people. Um, what kind of tips can you give us though? Um, there's a few tips. So, um, for one, consistency is key. If I stop um, posting, and even in a week, my um, traffic and my engagement drops dramatically, even at this point. And I am what Scott would call at the expansion phase, which is basically the, where you built a following that is, is pretty much independent of the platform that you originally started posting on. Um, so I'm kind of a little bit there, but not completely there. So I still have to put in the work. So consistency is key, mm-hmm. um, especially as you're building momentum. Once you're building momentum, then it means that you really have to like put in the work to, uh, to, to engage. And then the other thing is to make sure that you don't have what Scott calls the experience gap. Mm-hmm. And the experience gap is the space between the best services so often what a new customer receives in terms of brands um, and the worst experience. And I kind of, I like to call it the BS meter. Um, so it's um, the space between who you are and then who you say you are is my take of that. And um, Scott urges businesses to focus on basically not having a gap at all. You don't want to have um, that space between who you are and who you say you are. Um, and so personally, I focused on that by really trying to talk the talk and walk the walk. And, um, you know, Scott reaching out to me and, and sending me the, the box of books, every time I think about, oh, my gosh, I don't want to write another message to somebody, I think about that box of books and how he helped a stranger. And I think to myself, you know, I'm putting out this content and talking about being authentic and trying to help others then I have to, I have to be that person. Even if that means, you know, I'm going to stay up until 1 a.m. answering messages on LinkedIn about people that 
you know, we're all around the world and are experiencing the same things as me. Two things I'm getting so, from this. Number one, authenticity yeah. is key. Number two, you got to have empathy. You really give a damn about the people that you are connected with. And to me, that's the most important thing because what's driving you this whole entire time, you didn't say it was about, mm-hmm. you know, building a business. It wasn't about, no. you know, making money. You were doing it because no. you gave a damn about the people that were there. And that's the key. And so many of us, so many of us out there, consultants, whether you're a marketing manager or a sales professional, doesn't matter. You get out there in a social media and you, you sort of, okay, how can I use this tool to make sales? You're approaching it in the wrong right. way. You're not talking about relationships like you're talking about. You're talking about trying to make money. Now, You can make money with these platforms. However, there's a difference between, you know, converting relationships to potential sales opportunities and uh, and building relationships, as you're saying. There's a time and a place for both. But if you want to build up that goodwill, if you want to build those relationships, you can't start selling out of the gate, people. I mean, you're not going to get any sales that way. And so that's why people kind of uh, discredit social media and they say, oh, that stuff doesn't work. Well... You know, I think our friend Michaela here has uh, has other opinions on that as well, too. So it's 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 a different perspective, that's for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I get I get asked all the time. You know, what's the ROR on ROI on the uh, okay. the the messages that you're putting out and the, the articles that you're putting out? And I ask, well, what's what's your definition of ROI? For me, I mean, this is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, my life has changed dramatically. Um, compared to how it was in March. And, um, you know, that, that fulfillment carries on to um, my career and my, my job at grade A. So um, in terms of ROI, I feel, I feel happy every day. I mean, that's more than mm-hmm. enough for me right now. Um, so it really depends on what you're, you're going for. But I think having those goals and being consistent, um, making sure that you are who you say you are and your brand represents, what it actually is, is super important. And actually, just from a, a brand perspective, um, when I first started at grade A, one of the first things that I did was uh, create what I call the, the customer journey and put down stickers uh, on every single spot where I thought that there would be a moment where we could really wow customers. And the reason that I did that was because we were talking about all the time that you know, we really want to wow customers and customer service is really important to us. And I think a lot of companies feel that way. And, um, you know, everybody's really eager to kind of slap that on the website and call it a day. But you have to go a step beyond that. And so I was looking for those opportunities that other people might not look at as an opportunity. So just as an example, um, at Grade A, when we lose business, we send gifts. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. So um, our our big thing at Grade A is our Nerf guns. And uh, that's kind of like our uh, signature prop. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we lose business, we um, send a branded card in an envelope um, with a mini mer- uh, Nerf gun. Uh, and the message says, thanks so much for giving us a shot. Because Very again, nice. you know, on the one hand, we're saying that we're really grateful for the opportunity. Well, then we also need to show that as well. Very so, nice. Right on. So little things like that have really, um, you know, the experience gap is something that I always think about every single day. Just make sure that that gap does not exist. I got to say, it's awesome to also have an employer who's also very, very supportive of what you're doing. Um, You're doing great. You're doing great work. And, you know, I've had some conversations with with Matthew LaFrance online. And uh, Mm -hmm. I know the kind of company that you guys are building. And this is, it sounds very exciting. And for anyone who hasn't gone to them yet, just a quick plug for you guys. Um, What's the website for you guys again? It is www.gradea.ca. Uh, you have another takeaway from this book that I think is really telling. And for anyone who's been mm-hmm. listening to this so far, they might have the question in their mind, you know, 
Michaela's talking about creating all this great content. I don't know where to start with content creation. You have a takeaway yeah. from this book that uh, I think can definitely help people out. I do, and it's so simple. Um, this is something that I use every time I'm posting articles. And, and as you guys know, um, LinkedIn is moving definitely more towards um, content creation um, and user source content. Um, so um, a lot of people always ask me, you know, I really want to start writing. I don't know where to start. And um, so I give them the three P's of idea creation, according to Scott Stratton, which are um, uh, point, prove it, and perform it. Um, so after I read those steps, I actually changed my um, personal format of my LinkedIn articles. And the next article that I wrote was the one that went viral. So, um, you know, not saying that you're going to write a viral <laughs> post the first time you use these. <laughs> It'll be more engaging and more interesting for your readers, at least, which is always yeah. what you should aim for. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And if you need any, um, uh, you know, uh, inspiration, then you can just go take a look at my uh, previous post before the one that went viral and see how terrible they were before <laughs> I actually learned how to write. You didn't delete those posts um, I yet? I always point people to that. Pardon? You didn't delete no, those posts? No, I haven't posts? deleted it. Cause Good for I you. I think it's really important to show the process of writing. You know, you, you just got to jump into it and learn from it. And then eventually you'll hit your stride. And I mm -hmm. think that I'm there now. Um, Love it. But again, it's, it's, it goes back to these three P's. So the first one is point. And it's pretty easy peasy. It's just what's the point of your article? What, why are you writing it at all? What's your thesis? Um, and you really want to get to the point right at the beginning and you have to really think about your audience on LinkedIn. It's very, very different than it is on either Facebook or Twitter. And I think part of the reason that LinkedIn has kind of been slow on the video front is because a lot of people that are on LinkedIn, they want their content real fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they might be looking at it on their coffee break first thing in the morning when they're still groggy. So they want you to get to the point really, really fast. So I learned that over, um, you know, trial and error. So get to the point. If you can do it in the uh, title, that's great. Um, if not, do it in that first paragraph. Nice. Um, and then the second one is uh, prove it, which is the storytelling element of the piece. Hmm. It's kind of like the part that I love and hate, depending on what the topic is. Um, but it's also probably the most crucial out of all the P's. So tell so, me a little bit about that then. So you want to story tell. Go into a little bit more detail. Yeah, yeah you, want to, you want to bring the emotion to the article. You have to um, have your thesis, but you also need to prove it. And you have to take examples from yourself if you're going to write about it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's from the company, maybe it's a client that you dealt with or a customer that you serve. Um, but if you're writing it from a personal standpoint, you got to dig deep and you got to use your own personal examples because it really does make it a lot more powerful. I think it's actually critical um, to uh, those posts that do end up really mm -hmm. gaining a lot of traction. Absolutely. And I think the one thing as well, too, that you've done really well is that when you're writing these stories, don't hold back. Like, share how you were feeling. Share some of the emotion because that's what you do really well. And people love that. And when you say authenticity, what, is, what does authenticity mean? It means bring them in a little bit deeper. Bring them into how you mm -hmm. felt. Bring them into your thought process at the time, which, you know, you lead us through. So when you tell the story about how you were laid mm -hmm. off, I can feel mm -hmm. how you feel. I know what you were thinking at that time. And so because right. of that, I feel like I'm more connected to you without even having to have to meet you. Yeah, I think that like when you're talking about proving it and, and storytelling, I think probably the best way that you can know if you're doing a good job with that is when people message you and they say, you know, exactly what you just said. I feel like I know you, but I haven't met you. That's right. I, but to me, that's like the, the ultimate compliment. 
And it's gone to a point now, especially that it was such a small community, that people will meet me and do think that they already know me, which is a little weird, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but it is neat. And I mean, um, you know, just from a personal standpoint, there's a lot of pain that, that happens when you have um, growth in your career and failure. And, um, you know, so writing about it for me has been really great because uh, you learn pretty quickly that you're not alone um, regardless of what situation that you're going through. And people can usually at least take the emotion of what you felt and relate to it that way. So I feel like I have, you know, 20,000 cheerleaders that I didn't have before, which is the best feeling ever. Absolutely. I agree with you. That's awesome. So what's the last P there we got? So the last P is you need to show readers how to perform it. So uh, it's, all about the reader. And this is something that I struggled with at first. I was always talking about myself and I was kind of using LinkedIn as um, a journal. And I think a lot of people that first write on LinkedIn or, you know, have been writing on it for years and they're not gaining traction are using it as a journal, a way to kind of just release all of their emotions and just let it go. But you have to remember that you're writing to a person. So I always like to picture a person right in front of me mm-hmm. and um, you know, that last P is so critical to the overall formula. So you've got to give them value. You've got to let them know how they're going to achieve the same results as you did. Nice. So, yeah. So um, the reason that I uh, post like, you know, how I landed my dream job in two weeks on LinkedIn, for a few reasons. A lot of people really want to land that kind of um, mystical dream job, for one. And I'm giving them tips on how they can do it themselves based on what I learned and how I gained that success. Um, if I hadn't done that, I'd just kind of used it as a uh, post to brag about how I had landed a dream job in two, two weeks. It wouldn't have had the same effect. So I always, you know, start with the point. I go in to prove it and include my story. And then you'll notice that my format is always the last part is, okay, and how can you put this into practice and how can you achieve similar results? You know, I think for anybody who is trying to get in, I mean, if you're trying to get into social media and you're trying to get a little bit more active in it, there are some really great takeaways here from Michaela. And the one thing I have to say is definitely connect with her online. There's, you know, if you're sitting here and you're saying, you know, I would love to see it in action, look at her and look what she's doing in in real life. So Michaela, how do they get in touch with you? So you can, of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, It's just ca.linkedin.com slash Michaela Alexis. Um, it's just Michael with an A in case no, uh, people don't know how to spell the chaos. That's the easiest way to spell it. I've never used that before, um, but that's a good way. I like that. It's the simplest way. Um, or you can connect with me on Twitter at, uh, at Nick Alexis. I'm also on Instagram, same thing, Michaela Alexis, except the S has a five in it. Um, or Facebook. I'm on all the things all the time. I've been doing this for seven years. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we get Um, it all in the show notes so that anyone who wants to follow you, they can go ahead and follow you and uh, they'll they'll connect in the show notes. But Michaela, this was awesome. Thank you so much for making time to talk to all of us today. We all appreciated all the value bombs you dropped for us. And I hope that again, one of the things that if you're listening, you do is take some of the golden nuggets that Michaela took from unmarketing and put some of those things into practice for you. Don't just listen, but take some action on some of these things because it really changed Michaela's life. And if you guys can take some things away from this and use it in your own, hey, it could change your life as well too. Michaela, thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That, my friends, was Michaela Alexis. Really, really enjoyed that interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well too. 
Like I said, this is a new feature for Cut the Crap Podcast. I like doing this because it gives you guys a different perspective on the same book. I bring to it my perspective. I put my filter through it, but I want to make sure that you guys are getting a different perspective from somebody who also read the book and put something from that book into practice. As you can see, some of the takeaways from Michaela were very different from my own takeaways from that book. Hope you guys find value in this because I'm going to be rolling this out every single Thursday. But again, every single Monday, I got that book for you condensed down to its core golden nuggets. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episodes. I will catch you guys back here on Monday with a brand new business book, brand new golden nuggets, new strategies, and of course, on Thursday, the interviews. You guys have yourself a fantastic weekend. Take it easy. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.